dealing with sciatic nerve pain this morning. It's a pain in the butt, literally. So um, we're going to practice one of the key elements to making a great sermon. We're going to keep it short. Um, I'll open in prayer. Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the extra hour we've lost, but the hour we've gained in, in light, that'll be a, a good thing. Uh, pray for healing for myself and just for wisdom and strength to deliver your message. Amen. Trail Life USA is a Christian organization. We're going to talk about that uh, this morning um, and raising up men. Though it's geared towards men, I, I want to put a disclaimer out here. It's not, not geared towards women. I don't want to sound sexist or whatever through the, the, this, this speech. But um, hopefully we can relate this to other ministries with girls, women, friends, coworkers, family. Um, but specifically, why do we need to reach boys? Why do we need godly men to stand up and mentor them? How does God want Wellspring to engage our culture of boys? Boys need a father, or at minimum, a father figure. What happens when they don't get that? Well, 71% of high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 90% of runaway and homeless kids come from fatherless homes. 71% of teen pregnancies are from fatherless homes, and as we know, one in five of all unborn children are killed. 63% of youth suicides, fatherless homes. 85% of all youth in prison came from a fatherless home. In the history of this country, it's never been more important than today uh, for a man to be a father. In 1960, 9% of kids came from a fatherless home. Today, 55% of black kids, 31% of Hispanic, and 21% of white kids live in a single-parent home. 33% of all kids don't have their biological father at home. That's a third. That's huge. What's been all over the news the past few weeks? Boys. Bullying. Murdering. Kids killing themselves. Kids dealing drugs in school. Dying of heroin overdoses. We see the news and we feel hopeless because it feels like there's nothing we can do. The problem's too big, so we do very little. My dad, when he graduated high school, he got a job at a neighboring farm. It was thousands of acres big, rich farmer. And the farmer took him up in his airplane And he flew over his thousands of acres, and he showed him all the things that needed to be done, the fences that needed to be mended, the fields that needed to be planted, irrigated, harvested, all the animals that needed to be cared for. 
buildings to fix. In less than an hour, he showed him over a year's worth of work to do. And he never went back. It was too big, too much. The job was too big. We look at the magnitude of a problem and it fills us with doubt. The weight of it all, I can't lift that much. Focus on the task at hand, the task today. I was talking to Steve Carlisle several months ago about God, what he's doing, and he asked me, what's God doing in your life? What's he got planned for you? Where is he leading you? He got me to think, and I, I told him, God doesn't tell me where I'm going. He knows that if he reveals too much to me, specifically, that I'll shut down. It's too much. I can't do it. So he just says, turn left here. So I turn left. And that's kind of how it's gone with me and God. Following God isn't overwhelming to me if I just take it one step at a time. Maybe some of you are like that too. I don't pray anymore for hints of my future. I don't want to know. I'm afraid that if you told me too much, hey, you're going to outlive your spouse or you might outlive a kid or I wouldn't be able to handle that. But I'd lose my focus. Life is hard when we try to bite off too much. He gives me a little bit of insight here and there. Um, a couple months ago, he told me Wellspring's going to grow. I have faith in that. But still, I take it one step at a time. Turn left here, he says, and I do. If every Christian in town reached out to a kid, a young adult, a friend, outside of our church, our home, outside of our responsibilities, wouldn't the lines look completely different? We're overwhelmed looking at a big picture, the whole country. We watch the national news or the world news, all the filth, hopelessness, when we should be focusing on our neighborhood. Here in my little world, I can make a huge difference. And if I can make a huge difference in my little world, it'll spread. In Genesis twenty-two seventeen, God told Abraham, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. Does God offer this to me, to us? The descendants of my own great-great-grandfather, Ambrose Burtz, are now in the hundreds, likely over a thousand. Most nights that's more stars than you can see in Ohio, right? Most of them are still followers of Christ. One Christian man led his family down a path that will continue until Christ comes. It's a long time, it's a big legacy. Imagine what the future will look like if through trail life or anything else, if we could connect with just one 
boy. His wife and kids won't be abused by him. He'll be a father. The quarter million dollars it costs to keep somebody in prison for five years, that, that never gets spent. He learns what it means to be a member of our community, and he contributes to it. He learns the value of hard work, and his boss appreciates him for it. Then imagine if he accepts Christ, if he's redeemed. The lives of his friends and family will be touched through him. His love will multiply. He'll have peace that transcends all. He'll live a life pleasing to God. And his descendants could multiply like the stars of heaven. And his legacy will continue on through his descendants' lives. That's pretty cool. That's just one, one boy. It's a wide trail life. Uh, when I was a kid, Boy Scouts was a good Christian organization. Um, we opened with prayer. We closed with prayer. We learned moral truths, good citizenship, the importance of helping others. <clears throat> but now, as we know, it's, it's not like that anymore. They've allowed the corruption of the world to reach the top, and now the top is evil corrupt. Several Christian leaders jumped ship from the Boy Scouts and started this group called Trail Life USA. They've structured it in a way that it can't go down the same paths as the Boy Scouts have. Um, it's decentralized power. Um, our troop is our troop. We answer primarily to our own church leadership. All leaders are background checked and must give a profession of faith to be accepted into the organization. The children do not. The leaders do. There's different levels according to age, similar as Cub Scouts, Weeblows, and so on. Uh, but all members of Trail Life are called Trail Men to encourage strength and to channel it in godly ways. And there's one huge problem in America today. It's taking a manhood taking manhood away from men. Who's always the least respect, respected uh, person on TV today? Dad. Dad. Least respected. He's the moron. The kids are always right. right. Our military says that women and homosexuals are equally valuable on the battlefield. What's that do to a man's confidence? Our colleges now enroll more women than men. How does Satan attack us? By taking away our strength first. By making the strong weak. Single moms and moms in general deserve a lot of credit. But how much credit does our society give to fathers? Not much. Men need to know how important they are, how much stronger they are than what they're being told. They need to learn how to channel that strength 
This is what Trail Life offers. And this is what Wellspring Bible Church can offer. And a whole lot more. The Trail Life motto is walk worthy. It comes from Colossians 1.10. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. If our Christian lives could be summed up in one verse, I think this does it. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. As a troop, we get to pick a four-digit number or troop number, and I selected two four, five, six for Proverbs 24, five through six. And it goes like this. A wise man is full of strength and a man of knowledge enhances his might. For by wise guidance, you can wage your war and in abundance of counselors, there is victory. We need an abundance of counselors if we're going to be victorious in this church. In trail life, our kids' ministry next door or our schools or at work or in a home, we need an abundance of counselors. We need wise counselors. A wise man is full of strength and a man of knowledge enhances his might. We need strong men full of wisdom and knowledge. Through our wisdom and strength, God's wisdom and strength is shown. They both come from him. For by wise guidance, you can wage your war. A war in our schools, in our streets, in our entertainment, in our hearts and minds, in the hearts and minds of angry people, being led away from the light. There's a war going on, and now blood is being shed and in abundance of counselors there is victory victory what's victory that means we win right the war isn't a losing battle this isn't a losing battle we can win in our community in our schools so don't accept defeat but I'm too old to connect with kids these days. Then we wonder why kids disrespect the elderly. Be respectable. Be involved in their lives. And they'll respect us no matter how old we are. It's a crucial time in our culture now for old to embrace the young, to demand the respect that God demands of them. Obey your elders. Leviticus 19.32, stand up in the presence of the elderly and show respect for the aged. Kids need to be led by elders. God can give you the strength to do it. But I'm too young, inexperienced, not wise enough yet. If we teach in Christ, 
with the Holy Spirit, isn't it his wisdom that we're going to portray to these kids, to our family, our friends? And if you have children, or hope to one day, what we learn teaching others, teaching youth, translates into our own parenting at home. Studying to teach sharpens my knowledge, my skills. When I explain things to my kids, I explain it to the way, in ways that are simpler. I adjust to their level. And so many times I've had this aha moment where it clicks in my own head and think, man, that, that makes sense to me now that I dumbed it down. You know. Sometimes I've simplified things so much it made me realize how simple that subject really was. I tend to overthink so much stuff that maybe it really is that simple. And God says, if you just have faith like a child. The least of us on earth gain the most in heaven, right? I don't have to be a scholar. We benefit through learning, but we get twofold when we teach it. Be a teacher, be wise counsel. If it's not through trail life or even youth ministry, there's someone out there that can benefit from your teaching. It needs you. You just have to be ready. You have to be willing. And then God will send them to you. If you've wondered why God hasn't been sending people into your lives, ask yourself, am I ready? Am I willing? We'll announce an open house in the next couple months to invite the community here and to learn the ins and outs of trail life. So I won't go into all the different levels and stages and all that here. Um, we'll do that later on. If you're interested in being a leader or an occasional chaperone or a substitute teacher or whatever, let me know. Let us know. There's a girl's version of this. It's actually been around longer than trail life. It's called American Heritage Girls, or AHG. The closest one is in Salem. My girls attend that one. Um, if there's ever enough interest here, if women would like to step up and help lead that here, um, there's a need in our community for it. We don't have anything like that. We have Girl Scouts, and the Girl Scouts, as we know, are just as bad now as the Boy Scouts. Uh, giving money to Planned Parenthood and so on. Uh, now every time they're doing fundraisers, I'm thinking I'm not going to buy Girl Scout cookies again because it pays for abortions. Who thought it would turn into that? You know. So there is a need for the girls as well. Kids love to be in the outdoors. They love camping, exploring. Most of all, they love being paid attention to. It attracts kids and families, families that might not have any interest in spiritual things. Just like the Boy Scouts used to, 
if we teach them in ways that are exciting, engaging, they'll keep coming back. Maybe they'll come to church. Maybe they'll bring their parents. It's a great way to engage our community. And if we can prevent kids from growing up without hope, faith, and love, wouldn't this city be a totally different? We'll close there. Lord, give us all the heart of wise counsel. Let us be a conduit of your strength and wisdom in the lives of others. Make us ready. Ready to embrace that person that you bring to us. Give us confidence and simple directions to take this one day at a time. Amen.